brought my cassette player, and everybody was like, what is that? What? <laughs> and then I pushed the button and it played music, and they were like, oh my gosh, it's playing music? It was so funny. That's so funny. <laughs> That's yeah. so funny. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Talk with Taylor Living, the podcast where we talk to interesting and influential people in the Tri-Cities. I am Wendy Spinelli, photographer, graphic designer, and your host today. And for this episode, we have Brittany Archibald as our co-host. Hello, Brittany. Hi. Brittany is the editor for Taylor Living, as well as a writer and artist, and we have a great show coming up. So, Brittany, what does Taylor Living have coming up on the calendar? Yeah, there's going to be a networking happy hour on August 11th from 4 to 5 here at the co-working space. It's going to be the perfect chance to meet other local business owners, and it's free and open to anyone in the Tri-Cities business community. So come thirsty and bring your business cards. And if you happen to be anti-networking and just want to hang out with other women, we also have Cowork Social Club this Friday on August 5th at 6 p.m. where we do just that. There's a fee involved with this one to pay for food and drinks, so go to tailoredco.org to sign up and RSVP, and the link will be in the show notes. Okay, today we are lucky enough to have Emily Rowlett with us. Uh, Emily owns Second and Baxter, a vintage clothing shop that has several booth locations here in the Tri-Cities. Emily's been running Second and Baxter for five years and she travels throughout the Pacific Northwest to source and sell. She's going into her junior year at Richland High School and she was featured in our current issue, the spring summer issue 2022, which was our flux issue. Uh, Emily and I actually know each other through rock climbing. We met at the local rock climbing gym. So welcome, Emily. (laughs) We're so excited to have you on the show and learn more about your story. Thank you. It's great to be here. (laughs) Um, So how did you get your start? We read a little bit about how you got your start in your article, and you mentioned Pyrex and a fifth grade teacher. Yeah, so um, ever since I was little, me and my grandma would, like, go to the yard sales all the time, and I would would like to, like, that thrill of finding something I really like Mm -hmm. or enjoy. I mean, really enjoyed that. And then... My fifth grade teacher was like into the Pyrex or whatever. So when I was out yard selling and going to antique stores, I would try to find a good Pyrex dish for her. Oh, that's so sweet. Then, yeah. And then get it for her. And I was like, I could make a purpose out of this. I could do something with this. And I was like, I'm going to try to resell all of this stuff. Uh huh. That's so young to think of that. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you. Um, did your did you ever give any of them to your teacher? Was she like excited? Oh yeah, to she was them? super excited. That's so sweet. Yeah. How did you find out she had a Pyrex collection? Um, she would talk about it in the class and stuff, and then I, I thought it was cool. Yeah. So. It'd be so fun, like from the fifth grade teacher's perspective, to have oh, like, yeah. oh, and I have this student who like brings me things, like, oh gosh, that'd yeah. be amazing. <laughs> like passing on her love of something to yeah. one of her kids. Um, so you said you went with your grandma a lot. Was she mm-hmm. kind of like the main support of this growing up, uh, or did your parents like really jump into yeah, it too? Yeah, I would say my grandmas, both of my grandmas, even mm-hmm. the one I don't like thrift with as much, they're pretty supportive, and my mom is super supportive. Yeah. She like... She helps me with everything. Oh my gosh, yes. It's so fun. It was awesome to see how involved your mom is when we did yeah. the photo shoot for um, your yes. article. Oh my gosh, like watching you two and she's <laughs> so into this. And oh, you guys man. brought so much stuff. We You were a little nervous, oh, I yes, think, that yes. you had too much stuff. <laughs> oh my gosh. But they just like unloaded just like... 
I boxes feel like and bags and racks and we were just like so Endless excited. Of vintage. It was so amazing. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I learned styling in a whole different way. So I have a little bit of a fashion background, right? But like yeah. I was like, wow, this is a whole different way of putting clothing together that is super mm -hmm. cute. And like, yeah, it's really casual, but Oh my gosh, you guys have such a good style. Thank mm -hmm. you. Yeah. I appreciate it. You've really, like, you have such an aesthetic eye. And is that something that you've kind of come to naturally? Or do you... I would say so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I just, like, I don't know, I kind of find what I like, what mm -hmm. I enjoy, and then I kind of try to make my own style of it. Mm -hmm. It totally shows. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Do you have anybody that you look up to, like, style-wise um, or anything? Probably this lady named Chantel at Gas and Grain. And okay. She owns the store Gas and Grain in Coeur d'Alene. Oh. And she, she, her page is so cool. She's like one of the coolest people I've met. That's so cool. I'm excited yeah. to look her up afterwards. Yes. That sounds awesome. Um, so since the Pyrex bowls and you started selling those, how did it evolve into what you have now? Like give well, like trace kind of how that changed. Okay, so... Like, I started, like, having my booth, like, kitchen-y themed, and then I, like, got into, like, the rustic scales I thought were really cool, oh. and then also I would find old records, and I was like, I could sell the records, and I don't, I mean, most people, like, price them at a high price, or, mm -hmm. like, price them super valuable, but I just put them in my booth as is, and make them, like, five dollars, mm. which people enjoy, but anyways, um... So I like started listening to some of the records I was finding, and then I got into old music. Yeah, which got me into like the old tour banties. Uh huh. Oh, and yeah. then that like totally opened the door to all the vintage clothing. I see. So we got a really awesome shot of Emily on top of her band um, tees in the magazine. If you guys go look that up, it is so cool. It's it one of my favorite so shots. Cool. Yeah, it was yeah. one of the best shots in the whole issue for sure. And you have so many of them and it's so yeah. exciting. And also I've asked you to find me t-shirts before yes, and yes. I was just like, I am I so do excited. have the Leonard I'm like so excited to see it. I know you have it and I'm not trying to pressure you about that. No, no worries. I'm no so worries. pumped to see it. Um, all right, so can you talk a little bit about why or what you love about vintage? Um, I like I like how it. Sorry. It's okay. It's totally okay. Um, You're like it just speaks to my soul. What else do yeah. I have to say? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It, well, vintage really speaks to my soul. I feel like, and I just like the look of it, and I really respect the history behind certain items, mm -hmm. and also like with the vintage clothing, um. It helps like stop fast fashion and like it keeps keeps clothing at the landfills and reuse you get to reuse it and then also everything I feel like is made much better. Right. Yeah, so talk a little bit about um your mountain of denim that you guys collect and um why why is that important? Like go a little bit more about, you know, the sustainability. I know that most of our clothes are not made in the US anymore and when the clothing was made in the U.S., it was made much better. And like the denim, now it's like kind of trash and like it doesn't, it's not real denim. But yeah. like you find the made in the U.S. denim and it, it's made so much better and it, it just feels better to me. Yeah, mm -hmm. and like it, it's it's thicker and it holds up, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, and like nowadays you go and buy something, you wear it twice and it um, then it doesn't fit the same way anymore. It yeah. stretches out. 
but like vintage clothing, it's it fits much better. Yeah, mm-hmm. there there's something to be said about the structure that clothing mm-hmm. used to have. That yeah, fast fashion now. Um, people are just pumping out clothing as fast as they can. Yeah. There's a lot less attention to detail mm-hmm. uh, sure. for holding things up because people just want to go on to their next piece of clothing. And anyway, yeah. And with denim, especially older denim, I think a lot of times you find like selvage denim. Is yes. that right? Yes. Where like the edge of the fabric is actually like the inside of the side seam. Mm-hmm. And not only is that so beautiful, but it like holds the fabric together better, like from for sure. unraveling. For sure. Um, I always love that when I find like a pair of jeans and it has that selvage edge yes. on the inside. Yes. That's always really exciting. Yeah. So what is the most grueling part about sourcing vintage? I would say how much time it takes. Yeah. It, like, I mean, I enjoy it, but at the same time, it like, it kind of stops me from working on other stuff or I have to spend one day working on one task and then another day working on a different task. I can't really work on two tasks in one day. Right. And it's a, it is a process to For find sure. good vintage. Yeah. Like I have a hard time going to Goodwill. I've spent way more money than I need to because I know Goodwill has good finds, but you mm-hmm. have to stay there and a long time. like sort through everything. Like one thing out of every thousand. Yeah. Things. Right. Yeah. It's like you have to have a certain amount of patience and personality to like be mm-hmm. able to do that and mm-hmm. find the good things. So sure. I have all the respect <laughs> for you finding the good well, vintage. And not only is it just the searching, but you travel a lot to yes. source, don't yeah. you? I go to Portland and Spokane a lot. I say I go there mostly. Mm-hmm. I want to I would say, like, this, by the end of the summer, I want to go to Boise. I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, yes. I've actually heard Boise has some really great finds. Yeah. So. That's so interesting. This episode is brought to you by Tailored Cowork, a boutique, women-focused co-working space in Kennewick and the home of Tailored Living Magazine. Do you need a place to work that isn't your kitchen table or a noisy coffee shop? Tailored Cowork offers a quiet, comfortable workspace where you can get stuff done. Stop by to tour the space and mention this ad for a free day pass. Head to tailoredco.work for more info about amenities, hours, and pricing. What is the most rewarding part about um, sourcing vintage? Um, about sourcing vintage? Probably like that one time where you just get super happy because you find like a super value, I- value item for like a couple cents or yes. something like that. And you're like, oh my gosh, there's no way I just found this. Yeah. I would say that's pretty cool. I just had, um, did you ever play Zelda? You know, like when they open up the treasure box. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, so what does your personal collection or closet look like? What are your most special items? like? Do you have favorite Ooh, finds? That's a good question. Um, or something you might never part with? Um, I have a 1978 Sabbath Bloody Sabbath Black Sabbath tour shirt. Ah, original. Wow. And, um, I think it's a little bit more rare because the coloring is different than the other t-shirts I've seen of it, like online and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I think that is definitely one of my favorite pieces. Um, I have a Alice in Chains original shirt, Jar of Flies, mm-hmm. and a 1978 Grateful Dead tour shirt. Oh, wow. Uh, that's which so is, cool. Yeah, so those are probably my three favorite t-shirts. One of my 
Three of my favorite t-shirts. Do you end up keeping a lot for yourself or do mm -hmm. you limit yourself? I now I have definitely limited myself. Mm. In the beginning I kind of like went all in, but now I'm like kind of pushing myself back a little bit. But then also like I'll probably I'll find a t-shirt and I'm like, oh I like this, and I'll wear it like one or two times. And then I'll stick it in my booth. Yeah, that's so nice. Because it's <laughs> yeah. like you get like the sustainability of having something that exists. Mm -hmm. But also it's like you don't have to keep it forever. Exactly, because you yeah. have a way to like source it to other people. Yeah. <laughs> that's so awesome. Are you on the hunt for any specific item? Like what is your unicorn item per se? Um, I would say one item I, or multiple items I'm always on the search for would be any, any kind of like Levi made in the U.S. denim. And then, like, I always enjoy finding, like, the 70s tees. Those are my favorite. Mm. So I'm always, always looking for those. Oh, and you told me something recently about being able to tell if a t-shirt was made, like, pre... Oh, yes. Okay. A certain period. Uh, so, like, in the... Around the 90s, they started switching uh, the sleeves on the shirt and then, like, the edge of the shirt mm -hmm. from single stitch to double stitch. Yeah. So, like, if you find something that's double stitched, um, it's made, like, after the 90s, usually, or 90s, 90s or later. And, and later. Um, and then if it's single stitch, it's made, like, 90s and earlier. Mm. Sort of. And then sometimes you'll find like the sleeve is single stitch, but then the bottom of the shirt is um, double stitched, oh. which is kind of weird. That is weird. Yeah. Do you know what that means? Or is that I maybe not, like just kind of a weird I think it's thing. just like how they started switching uh -huh. the process yeah. and switching, um, oh, switching okay. which I don't, I don't know why they switched it, but. It's got to be some kind of production like ease of production yeah, you would think I would say so. so pro tip for everybody looking for yes <laughs> vintage yeah. clothes look for the single stitch if you were looking for something super old right <laughs> okay so can you think of any major failures or times when things went totally wrong with your oh, business okay the first store i was in i don't think the lady was paying us all the money we were mm. making oh. and um so we were like we need to get out of here and then, so that's, I would say that kind of went wrong. And then, but I just moved into a different store, but it was still kind of like a little degrading mentally, I would yeah. say. Mm -hmm. A little shady. Yeah. Someone's trying to like, you know, take advantage of your yeah. Actually, you were pretty young at that mm -hmm. time. Yeah. Right? You I would was have like, been like middle school. I was, yeah, it was before middle school. It was between fifth and sixth grade. Yeah. That's so shady. Yeah. 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 But the store closed like couple weeks after I moved out. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then I would say the first pop-up I did, um, the wind was horrible. Oh, no. And I had my I had my tent set up. I had everything perfectly done how exactly how I wanted it to be. Uh -huh. And then the wind just totally came and knocked over everything. Oh, no. And then I I just remember like standing there for a second. It's like, what do I do now? <laughs> but I figured it out and I mean, it was a good lesson, I think. Yeah. Like, just feeling how it feels to have everything be ruined and then making making it better after that. Yeah, having to, like, stay there and figure it yeah. out and deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a really good um, learning moment, for sure. Um, okay, so now what do you think of as your biggest professional success? 
Ooh, I would probably say my Portland pop-ups. Um, the first time I went to Portland, I had I did a really good day. I made a lot of good connections with people. And then um, after the pop-up, one of the like big stores in Portland bought wholesale for me. Oh, wow. cool. Which was really cool. Yeah. I feel like Portland is like the vibe oh, that yes. your your store would do really well yeah. in in Portland. I love going to Portland. So that makes it's sense. So fun. How often do you get to go? Um, it kind of depends. I I would say I go like every month or two. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So you get yeah. to get out quite a bit. Is that is that harder in the winter? Do you get to? Oh wait, oh, do yeah. they do pop ups in the winter? Um, is this like an outside thing? What's what are pop ups like? Well, so the one I do is called the Portland Vintage Market, and I think they go from like March to October. Mm, okay. And then the winter, like winter, there's not very many pop ups unless they're inside, like mm-hmm. the Tri City Vintage Market one. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, that was they good. Do, they do the um, Uptown Theater, uh-huh. and so that's inside. Mm-hmm. Okay. Going along with that, like, as I understand it, you're thought of pretty highly, like, in the vintage community, especially here in the mm-hmm. Tri-Cities. Um, what do you do to maintain that reputation? Like, what do you um, owe that to? Well, I would, well, I built that, like, having reciprocal relationships with people. Mm-hmm. And then um, I'm just kind of, I would say I'm nice to everybody to keep that going. Can't go wrong with that. Yeah, I, like, I'll find something, some I know somebody's, like... Like I'll find I'll find something I know somebody really likes, yeah. and then I'll kind of like just give it to them, or like give it to them for a good deal, uh-huh. and then that kind of builds a good relationship. I've I totally say. seen you do that, like with our friends and yes. stuff, and how yes. excited people get when you like find oh, them yeah. something you, like, that you know they're that looking for. That shirt. climbing shirt, yes. yes. He was so excited he put it on like right then and there, yeah. and, like wore it for the rest of the night. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so how have you learned what is special and what is just old? Like, do you have re- do you research things that you find? Um, I do a little bit of research. Um, a lot of the th- a lot of the time, the tag, certain mm. brands of the vintage clothing are more value than others. Mm. Um, because there's like, like especially with the band tees, there will be like bootlegs, oh. and then so like they're parking. Like, people would just make these t-shirts in the parking lot or whatever and then sell them in the parking lot of the concerts. Huh. I see. Which some of them are actually really cool and <laughs> unique compared so to, like, the actual tour shirts. So. And you can tell, you can tell who's, like, what's what? Yeah, okay. for the most part, I would say. Oh, that's so cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So do you have any mentors or people you look up to, like, either in your field um, or outside of it? Oh, we talked a little bit about the person that's in Coeur d'Alene, right? Yeah. But okay. I do have a mentor, I can Oh, a mentor. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, so a mentor, I would say, would be Aiden from 13th Floor. I know him. Yeah. He's super cool, and he, he teaches me a lot about, like, how to sell stuff and what's what's value. How did you meet him? Um, so my mom and his mom worked together at REI. Oh. And then, so... He also kind of inspired me to like start with the vintage clothing since I already had a booth. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so then like, we kind of like met each other at the antique stores and stuff like that, and just built a vintage or like a business relationship. So yeah, yeah. And we're talking so much about clothes, but do you consider your main thing clothes or do you um, kind of consider that just a part of? I would say right now I would mainly do clothes. I also like um, like the records too. Yeah. And CDs and cassettes. Yeah. Are 
some of my favorites. That's cool. I love hearing someone your age talk about cassettes. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I think a lot of, like, um, the, um, oh gosh, why can't I think of the name? Uh, people, uh, hipsters, okay, so hipsters are mm -hmm. a thing. So I understand people knowing about records and stuff, but yeah, but cassette tapes. Oh it's my gosh, it's a relic. It's a relic. Come back because yeah, it's like <laughs> I remember yeah. just having cassettes. Right, Wendy and I are old enough to just like have had cassettes. Right, so, well, so we had a Throwback Friday at our, at my school one day for Spirit Week, uh -huh. and I like totally dressed in a seventies outfit, and then I brought my cassette player, and everybody was like. What is that? Huh? What? And then we pushed the button and it played music, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, it's playing music!" It was so funny. That's so funny. That's yeah. so funny. What's crazy to me is even now, like CDs are, or or just like digital music that you even download. In my in my house, we just stream Pandora or listen mm -hmm. to it on YouTube Spotify or, or Spotify. Yeah. yeah. So my my eight year old wanted to buy uh uh. An iPod. She wanted to buy like a little iPod shuffle or something because she could afford it and she thought it was so cool she could carry music around with her. Yeah. But I realized I'm like, uh, we don't own any MP3s. <laughs> yeah, I don't own music. Really yeah, anymore. it's so interesting. Or like the people are able to go out and find a whole lot more music than mm -hmm. like when we were kids because we had the radio and so it was like whatever they played, that's yeah. the only stuff we yeah. knew. Exactly. And yeah. you had like your jazz station and your Christian station and your pop music and hip hop. I wasn't allowed to listen to that one, you know. So <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, just the amount of stuff you guys are able to find. I'm just so blown away. And so anyway. And yeah. even did you say CDs? You like sell CDs yes, too? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to take a little tangent here. I actually remember my very first CDs. I got <laughs> two. It was for my 10th birthday. One of them was the soundtrack to the animated movie Anastasia. <laughs> oh, such and good music. The other one, right? <laughs> yeah. The other one was Britney Spears' first CD, which I think is called Crazy or You Drive Me Crazy. I think it's just called Crazy. Yeah. And yes. I would, like listened to them nonstop. They were the only two CDs I owned and I just would like listen to them constantly like 10 hours a day. That's super fun. <laughs> yeah. Mine? Okay, I have to say it. Mine was Matchbox 20, Matchbox 20. Oh, that's a good one. That's like a real one. Yeah, but the thing is, I thought, like my friend told me there was a certain song on it. So I got the CD and it cost me a ton of money. You know, I was like 11, so $15, mm -hmm. especially at that time. Um, was like so much money and I get the CD and the song's not on there so I asked my friend I was like you told me they sang this and she's like oh that song that's actually Third Eye Blind I was like oh Did dang it <laughs> got the wrong CD it was a good CD and then I got both of them but yeah anyway. <laughs> so do you have any future plans you want to share with us um I kind of I don't really have any plans I guess I mean like I think it'd be cool to one day open my own store, but that's kind of like just a dream. Yeah. But I'm just kind of going with the flow of it, and I want to see where it takes me sort uh -huh. of thing. I think that it's really wise to be, like, let it evolve yeah. organically. Yeah. And yes. Like, yeah. no pressure. Just let it do its thing. Feel open to, like, whatever paths yes. it, like, Where it takes you. you. Yeah. I think it'd be cool to maybe, like, to open a store in Portland. That'd be yeah. yeah. a really... I think that you would be so successful at that. That sounds I would hope so. really, really exciting. Yeah. 
right? Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. So what else? Do you have like college plans? Do you know? Do you have any other path? Or you just like the store thing? I just, I'm really enjoying the store thing. Part yeah. of me is like, uh, it would be cool to go to college, but at the same time, I don't know if that's like, like my total passion. Mm -hmm. If I want to, I'd rather just focus on my business. Even if it's not clothing, if that's not what's selling, then I could find something else mm -hmm. to make out of it. Yeah. I think it's super smart to follow something that you know that you enjoy and, and it's working it's working yeah. yeah and you are learning as you go and today in, in the world today you definitely don't have to necessarily go to college because you are yeah. learning business no, right college yes. is not a guarantee yeah of, like success or anything like, yeah. it's like i'll do something i'll go to college for something i think i want to do but then i'll change my mind mm -hmm. yeah so yeah taking some time and then if you're if you decide this right. thing seems super important for me. I want to go to mm -hmm. college for that. Oh man. And then you have a little more maturity and you know mm -hmm. what's something you want to do. You have so much time to have, like change yeah. your mind. Absolutely. You always are allowed to change your mind. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what are, it was, are what are you obsessed with right now? Like food, music, oh, media, um, rock climbing. I'd say I'm pretty obsessed with rock climbing. Same. Um, <laughs> I've been going to the gym a lot lately but i want to i want to go outside more i just haven't had the time haven't had the chance mm -hmm. and then music i'm always obsessed with right now it's like me some metal new mm -hmm. metal yeah and going to concerts that's what like my thing is. i just went to slipknot and i oh, wow, wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and i caught the drumstick which is really cool wow. no yeah. way and then um, in September, I'm going to a corn concert. Oh my oh gosh, these are fans. So like, who do you go with? Um, I go with my friend Haley. Okay, cool. And I've met her through like the um, vintage clothing stuff. And yeah. We have like the same taste in music and it's really fun. She's like my concert buddy. Oh my gosh, I love that your taste in metal is more vintage also yeah my daughter was like oh, yeah i listen to metal i was like oh me too i listen to like metallica and she's like oh well not that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay so anyway that's so awesome okay um oh anything else so rock climbing music store do you have, do you have a food fixation right now anything um, you're obsessed with the sexy time sandwich at gray's I'm <gasps> always always obsessed with that mm, that's yeah. a good one i and love gray's Oh, always, nice. Do you always. have a favorite brand of kombucha um, that you seek out? I would say the Help Aid Lady Apple one is, oh, is my favorite. Lady Apple. Yeah. Not okay. Her. I think I know the Help Aid is the brand, right? Yeah. I don't yeah. think I've ever tried the Lady it's, Apple it's one. It's pretty good. Okay. Where can you find that? Um, Safeway. I usually get it at Safeway. And I'm nice. pretty sure they have it at Winco, too. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. We love us some Winco. Yeah. <laughs> we heart Winco. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, so where can people find you? Okay, so um, I have a booth in the Uptown Antique Market in Richland, in the Uptown, and then um, in downtown Kennewick, the Roxy, which I'm actually switching booths in that um, store. So I'm switching from one type side of the store to the other. Oh, okay. So it'll be a good change. And then, well, in Uptown, I just made a change too. I switched from my smaller booth and I got a bigger booth. Ooh. Yeah. And then um, in Hunt and Gather, I have one rack in the front of the store because that's all I have room for. Nice. Where is Hunt and Gather? Um, it's on the other side of the Uptown. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And what about online? Where can people find you um, online? Well, so I haven't really like 
Well, my Instagram, Second and Baxter. And then um, trying to build a website. I just got to like figure out what to do and stuff. Mm -hmm. I have a couple things posted on there, but it's not not how I fully want it to be yet. But people can follow you at Second and Baxter on Instagram. For any updates, any yes. pop-ups, any website updates. Mm -hmm. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much yeah, for talking to us thank today. Thank you, guys. We adored having you in the magazine. The photo shoot was so fun. It was so it. fun. It was so fun. I enjoyed it. it very fun. We're yes. just so excited for people to like hear more about you mm -hmm. and um, hear about your business. Yeah, well, thank you, guys. And hopefully, like, gain this appreciation and love for vintage that yeah. it's definitely helped me out. Like, that yeah. it was amazing to be able to, like, get into this side of fashion yeah and recognize like the skill and the knowledge mm -hmm. base like you've worked on accumulating this yes. knowledge base for years yeah. to be able and to like source this stuff i feel like me working towards this vintage thing has also helped kids my age um appreciate vintage more too mm. yes yes well thank you again yes. for coming yes. on yes. we've loved having you i appreciate it thank yeah. you guys <laughs> Thank you for listening to Talk with Tailored Living. If you know someone you'd like us to interview, let us know via social media at tailoredlivingmagazine.com. And if you liked what you heard, please consider subscribing and leaving a review. If you're interested in advertising on the podcast, send us an email at hello at tailoredlivingmagazine.com. That's tailored with a Y, T-A-Y-L-O-R-E-D, livingmagazine.com.